All right, welcome everybody to Yankee Chronicles podcast. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody watching. Um, I'm Bobby. I'm here with Evan, Rob, and Donald. And on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com, we hope everybody's having a safe and healthy uh, holiday season. We're going to kick it off today with one of the hot topics this week, and that is the interview with Molly Rivera uh, on uh, Gary Sanchez. So Sanchez had a lot to say, um, some that contradicted statements made by Aaron Boone as far as the communications were went into play. So, Rob, we're going to let you kick this off. Uh, what did you take out of Gary Sanchez's comments? I took that um, they really don't know what they're doing with Aaron Boone. Just It goes back to even with game two of that uh, – game against the Rays where like the pitching no one knew what was going on like if Sanchez doesn't know why he's not playing that means the communication's off and it goes back to when Girardi was let go because he was too harsh on the players but you saw Sanchez he was playing great with Girardi and Boom was supposed to be great with the players and now we're seeing that he doesn't know what he's doing it's is the communication there also um I, I don't really see a problem with what he said. I think I, – I hear more what he said about the fans, and I really agree with that part. But the whole thing about him not knowing why he wasn't playing, I mean, it's kind of evident he wasn't playing well. If you're not producing, you're not playing. That was pretty much what I took out of it. Now, one, one of the statements made um, as fans, we're, we're super critical of the players. So, Donald, you've been out of the loop for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm back. Not, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> so, um, you didn't get a chance to really uh, have fun with us uh, last episode when we were on our rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with his comments with the fan base, how he understands and, and respects our perspective of why we're critical of him. Um, What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's what makes our fan base unique and special. Like we're, you know, over the piece, we're knowledgeable and we're demanding. You know, if you go to other markets, eh, you know, I mean, I, I went to a Pirates game one time and they're just so nice all the time to everybody. Whether they're hitting zero 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 or whatever, they're like, oh, he's got a really nice mom. And I'm like, Right, so hey, we you know we have expectations as Yankee fans. We demand the best, and I think that's what makes us special. If if some players can't handle that, then you know they know where the door is. And at the moment, I ain't sure if Sanchez is uh, is cut out for New York anymore. Evan, what did you think about the comments with the fans? Uh, I can't stand Sanchez. You know that. I, I think that everything he does is idiotic. For him to not understand after three years of playing poorly why he's getting benched in the playoffs is idiotic. They, they've literally let two backup catchers in back-to-back years handle a majority of the work because he can't handle it. And he's been sold to us as a superstar. And he's going to sit there and say, Oh, I don't understand why I'm not playing. Are you kidding me? Go on Twitter. We'll teach you. We'll tell you why and you understand. Like, I don't understand why the coach is benching a player and not explaining to him why the fuck he's benching him. 
There's no reason Gary Sanchez shouldn't know why he was benched. It's it's so frustrating as a Yankees fan, and that's why we're not winning because we have players who just don't fucking get it, and I'm pissed off. Yeah, just to follow what, what Evan's saying there, I agree. I actually think it was tone deaf what Sanchez was saying. It's completely tone deaf. It's like, oh, I don't really know why I wasn't playing. And how about having one of the record worst years ever for a major leaguer? Batting, what was it, 140 at best? I mean, uh, oh, why am I not playing? Well, how about that for a start? Or how about the fact that you couldn't actually catch the ball? Being a catcher, you can't catch. Oh, oh, I wonder why I'm not playing in the playoffs. I don't think, why didn't anybody tell me? And well, because Higashioka did a much better job. That's why. You know, Jesus. And it's not like Higashioka was an all star just sitting on the bench. You know, he wasn't a, a, a highly regarded catcher. He wasn't Romine. Romine was a starting catcher on every other team. You know, and sat, sat you know, behind Sanchez. So, you know, if I had Sanchez right in front of me, I would say to him, look, personally, I had, I've had his back forever. I've said it before, over and over. I've had people get on my case forever about being a Sanchez fan. I, I can't do it anymore. I really can't. You, you, he's exhausting. Yes. You know, yeah. If you're not going to produce, X to be traded somewhere else, get a fresh start, and show all the Yankee fans why they made the mistake of getting pushing you out. That would be my message. Don't you think that Cashman's blown so much smoke up Sanchez's ass and, and to the fans about Sanchez that Sanchez starts believing it and he's wondering now why uh, he's not got the break that he's getting from the Yankee fans anymore? Because That's my biggest issue. Rolls yeah, out I think that's part of it. Like, stop coddling the guy. Yes, yep. he's not a kid. Like These are major league players. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do something that we would all go out and do on the street when we were younger. So, oh, yeah. like, come on, you know, stop coddling them. If you need tough love, give them tough love. That's what Girardi did. And I wasn't a big Girardi fan at all. I wasn't right. thrilled when he got fired. I wasn't mad about it either. I was like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. But the yeah. fact that they got boom because he's more of this player-friendly manager, like, we don't need this. You need these guys to play and play well, and if they're not – they need to be told why they're not in the in the lineup. Like that's the part that bothers me the most. It's there's nothing to do with Sanchez's comments to me. It's the fact that he didn't know tell him. It's like, come on now. No, but like, could you imagine if Clint Frazier came out and said, Oh, I don't know why why everyone hates me or why I'm acting like this or that? People would jump on him so fast. So I like I don't understand why he got tough love and basically figured it out last year in almost every way. He was more mature. He almost got a gold glove. He was he was a better teammate. Um, you know, maybe Sanchez needs to get sent down to the minors and figure out what the hell is going on because, like he said, he doesn't know. Okay, let's show you. Go to the minors. Well, that's an organizational issue. The whole organization has. Blown so much smoke up Sanchez's ass is unbelievable. Like I've never known any Yankee in history to get the amount of breaks that Sanchez gets, regardless of performance. They just keep trying, they keep trying, they keep trying. Yeah. You know, one of the statements that he had made was 
when they, you know, his response to the the fans and the media when they call him lazy. And he, you know, he works hard. We see the, we see the, you know, the training video. We see him playing winter ball. The guy doesn't stop. You know, the the lazy part of it, I don't under that part. I never understood. And I know that late that moniker got on. He got tagged with that label when that pass ball the runner went from second base and scored. We all remember that. I, I think it's he, the wrong label because he's bulky and slow. He's he just slow, but he's not lazy. He's not lazy at all. He works hard, but he's bulky and slow. So people have this perception that he's not working hard out there. He's trying to do it, but perhaps he's working at the wrong things. He's not working at the things that he's bad at. He needs to get better at framing the pitch. He needs to get better behind the plate. He needs to get better hitting. And it's frustrating because you see him go on these streaks where he hits like five home runs in a row and they're mammoth shots that are amazing. And then he goes back to doing nothing. Yeah. So it's frustrating. And we've you know, seen one, him be able to be good behind the plate, though. Like in 2000 and late in 2017, he got better, in my opinion. But really, the little bit he played in 2018, yeah. and then even in 2019, he was getting better defensively. People just don't want to admit it because the whole moniker about him is that he sucks defensively. But yeah. he was getting better and better slowly but surely. And last year, I'm a huge Sanchez fan. I'll admit he flat out sucked. You know, there's no oh, other I way to put it. I said the same thing. Yeah. It's just the slow progression he was getting just seemed to go away last year. And I don't know if it was something that was maybe there was something going on mentally that he just wasn't thinking straight or what. Maybe it was all the time off between spring training one and spring training two. Who knows? But last year he stunk. And anybody can admit that. Biggest fan, uh, Sanchez fan or not. No, the only player that I give a pass from with their production with the two spring trainings in 2020 was Torres. Sanchez has shown year into year, year after year that he's not improving where we need him to improve. You know, he's got to focus on behind the plate. We can we can live with the offense or lack thereof if you are going to be a solid catcher for this pitching staff, especially a young pitching staff that is relying on his on the way he's calling the game. Because at this stage in his career, he can't be looking over into dugout to see what sequence of pitches he wants you know, they want him to call. He's got to be able to do it on his own at this point. You know, starting to take the training wheels off. You know, and he hasn't given the confidence to the organization, his teammates, or this fan base that he's willing to take that step forward. It's time to cut the ties. He was much better with Girardi. <laughs> <laughs> much better with Girardi on his ass because Boone yeah. just oh Boone's just oh he loves everybody. Everyone's his friend. No, he's got names for all of them: Booney and Sanchi and Judgy and. Bleh. Girardi had that too, you know, but he still gave them. That's, the that hurts me. That hurts. <laughs> I hate the. I hate that. Call them by their freaking name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just win a World Series, then you can have all these cute, stupid names for each other. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ, those guys aren't even good yet. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, if you look at our roster over the piece, there's just not enough of them that get it. As Evan says, there's not a lot of them just get it. Luke Voigt is one. 
Judges won. You know, there's, there's, yep. a, there's a handful. Yeah. Cole is definitely one. I think he's so intense. I think he's almost too intense for that roster because I think a lot of that roster are pretty chill. I think Stanton's one too. He's quiet, but he works hard too. He's a very hard worker. Yeah, I think those guys know what it takes. Um, but I think there's a whole lot of the roster that's been coddled and have been given automatic places, and some some of them um, aren't quite up to the expectations that it takes to win a World Series for the Yankees. But that comes from the organization because. The organization gives mixed messages. Oh, every year it's all oh, World Series, World Series, World Series. But as soon as we get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, it's, hey, we made it. We tried. Yeah. You know, so what is the organization um, ethos? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting tired of it. You know, and I, I said this last week. I'm really tired of, well, we made the postseason. You know, it's, you know, the postseason's a crapshoot. Well, just because you cracked it up in the postseason doesn't mean you could use that term that it's a crapshoot. Because exactly. that's, that's when you go to that term. When you can't you have it both ways. The postseason, that's your, that's your fallout that you still did a good job. No, you yep. didn't. The object in professional sports is to win a title. If you did mm-hmm. not win a title, you failed. Whether it was game, game one or game seven of the World Series, if you're not hoisting that trophy, you failed. And there is no banner that should be hung unless it's that. Yeah, and, and we failed for 10 years, over 10 years now. We haven't even made it to the World Series. It's not like we've even really gotten that close. The closest we've gotten was in 2017 where we got, got cheated robbed. out of it because of some bullshit. So it's like, you know, it, by now we should really have figured it out what to do because we were much better team in 2017 with the much push that better. we made. And that was supposed to be pressure on that team. Much better managed team as well. Yeah, yeah. Every, in every aspect. You know, and every year that this goes on, it, us fans are going to put more and more pressure on this team. And they're going to learn really quick. You want that pressure to ease up? Perform. And win. That's how you get us off your back. And that's the end. That's the that's the that's the whole that's the bottom line on it. Yeah. You know, I said before, Sanchez is so far off the cliff, he can hit a game game seven grand slam to win us the World Series. People will still want him off the team. That's how <laughs> yeah. far he's fallen. Unfortunately, you're right about that. I hate him so I'm not, much. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate him. But that's how I feel at this point. That's how far he has fallen from the greats of Yankee fans. He could win a grand slam to win the World Series. They'll still want him gone. Nothing will save this guy now. Yeah, they'll say trade him all. Stock is high. Exactly. I, I think the reason why I hate him so much. I said the same thing years because... ago about Jonathan Holder when he was pitching really well. Oh, you want to talk about a player that was coddled? That guy got too many chances. I mean, I think that's probably why I dislike Sanchez so much. Is it's not necessarily the fact that he sucked so much last year. Is 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 a lot of it is because since 2017, the Yankees have completely changed the way that they run the organization and they're coddling the players. Sanchez is the main guy that they coddle. In fact, they basically stacked their entire coaching staff for Gary Sanchez. You know, got rid of Girardi, got rid of Pena, got rid of a bunch of guys that were really good coaches. Um, and they were hard on their players. 
and to create this all happy holidays kind of spirit in the Yankee dressing room, which I freaking hate. It's it's sport, it's competition, you know. It's not you know you're not supposed to be friends with everybody. So that's that's probably why I dislike Sanchez so much is because he kind of started this new path that we're on, where it's all just coddling. Yeah. And the thing that bothered me the most about that was when you think about 2017, that should have been when they turned – I mean, they kind of did. They got Stanton the next offseason, but they should have kept that team and that coaching staff together for at least one more year. The fact that they fired Girardi after – It just gives off the wrong impression if Girardi gets them so far, and then you're like, I know, you're done here. But Boone has three years of, let's be honest, mediocrity with this kind of a roster. Oh, yeah. Can't even get there. Like – Girardi and that team overachieved in 2017, and they should have went all out the next season. Go get Garrett Cole. Get you got Stanton. Be the mm-hmm. empire. And they didn't want to do it. They wanted yeah. to become like, we love our players. Look what we're building. It's the new core four. There's never going to be another core four, so stop trying to recreate it. Yeah. You know, as much as we embrace our past, we can't live in the past. You, you, have, to, you have to move forward. You know. You think it, you know, it wasn't easy moving past, you know, those teams in the 20s and then, you know, in the 60s and, you know, the set. The generations need to to be able to, to move to the next decade, you know, and so on and so forth from there. You know, it, it's hard to really put, you know, because we always you know we, we like to champion our, you know or, or um brag about our 27 rings yeah you know, but it's been such a, a yankee drought that that argument no longer holds clout there's no validity anymore you know because this generation of these new generation of baseball fans don't remember that dominance in the nineties. They have no memory of, you know, they were just getting into the game when not, when that team came to an end. So we need to reestablish ourselves as that force of, of professional sports that it's our way or you're not successful. And right now we've fallen into that rut where we're chasing the dynamics of other teams because they were able to figure out how to put it all together. And part of it is by doing it in the way that the Yankees used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, marquee players with smart spending. Not being afraid to take that chance. Uh, I actually Look think we can fix it with about three players. Let's segue into that. Look what the Padres are doing. Oh, my God. I mean, that was – that's – those moves are, are – that's George reincarnated moves. Those are Yankee moves, yeah. I, mean, I think those, move, those moves are hype first off. But second off, I, like, you Darvish is 34, almost 35 years old. He's, he is injury prone and he has a crazy cro- contract. So I wouldn't go as far to say that he's the ace, but to get wow. Snell is a pretty good move. Um, yes. I like it. Um, I just, the Padres have done these types of moves before. Have they paid off? No, they haven't won the World Series with all their crazy. They had a good year last year. 
the Yankees. Yeah, they had a good year, but until we play the season, we really don't know. People are getting so overhyped because these are the only two moves that have happened this offseason. Josh <laughs> Bell trained them. We had these two moves. Like, well, at least they're giving it a try. We've not done anything. I, I just – I think the moves are overhyped. I think that we need to settle down and we'll see how they pay off. Clevenger's not even going to be there for the whole hype. season. Paddock is wildly inconsistent. And you Darvish gets hurt all the damn time. It could be just what happened to the Mets last year when they added two injury-prone, inconsistent pitchers. Everyone was saying, oh, Porcillo, he's going to win us 21 games. What the fuck did he do for the Mets last year? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Michael Walker didn't do a goddamn thing. Like, just, we'll see. But Evan, they've got a deep rotation, Evan. They've got a bunch of guys outside of you, Darvish. And Blake's they have, really they have a solid rotation. But like I said, Paddock's is wildly inconsistent. He's very inaccurate with his control. He has a high ERA at times. And who's the other guy, Lament? He's pretty solid. But, like, we don't know that much yet. They just got rid of Davies, who's a great pitcher. Yeah, really good pitcher. And they, they had to get Darvish for him. I like the trades, but – they still got to beat the Dodgers, man. That's like that's gonna be tough. Yeah, you know, I think bad. I think that the, with the moves that the Padres have made, whether they make sense, you know, did they, you know, are they are they are they are they reaching at this point? But when you think about when you take a step back and you think about where the Dodgers are and where the Padres are on the verge of what they're trying to do is make a, a, a you know give the they're giving the Dodgers competition yeah and when it comes to the these you know these divisions there really hasn't been a lot of competition right. so i i have to hand it to the padres that they're, they're, they're giving us you know they're trying they're, the moves yeah. might not make the most sense they might not be the best moves that, that are out there. I think they're but necessary. They're, they're, they're making moves within their parameters. And I wouldn't sleep on the Braves. Really, I, I think the Braves are a really good team. It, good if team. the Padres signed Bauer, then what would you guys say? Then I would say that Dodgers are in trouble. I think that would really – They have the money to do it. Yeah. I want Trevor Bauer. I want him. To that, win. You know what? If the if the Padres grabbed Bauer, the Dodgers would sign Lemayhew. That would be their counter move. And if no, they do that, these are the Mayhew. three guys the Yankees need to get. Say it again. The, the Yankees need to get Castillo, Bauer, and Didi. What? And let go of DJ? If you get if you can get Bauer and Castillo, you let go of DJ. Yes, our rotation would be the best in baseball if we did that. I mean, well, we yeah, you're talking about a Cole, Bauer, Castillo. Midway through the season, you get you get a returning uh, Severino, Severino, Herman, Herman. You got Montgomery. Yeah, you know why? Maybe Garcia, but he's probably going to be in the Castillo trade. I, I would like that. One guy that I really like is uh, Carrasco. I he would be sick to if they can get. That's I feel like that's realistic because they want to get. They want to shed salary. Yeah, I think we if we can get the Carrasco, I think we offer them Montgomery. Well, they need more than that for 
No, I'm saying that would be my starting. That would be a starter I would offer it for a starter to get the to start, uh, get the conversation going. Maybe they pull off some mega move and they get Carrasco and Lindor if LeMahieu walks. That's just, you know, grasping at straws, though. But at this point, that's all we can do because nothing's happening. I know we're playing fantasy trades, but are you guys confident that the cash is going to do anything? At this point? You know, I, <laughs> no, the way he's talking, I'm not confident at all. I've come to lose a confidence day in and day that Cashman is not, get, is not stick Michael. You know he's he's not going to be that. He, he's the money man. Where you know, G, you know, where Stick was the the, yeah. the, the scout. The ta- you know, he knew what a talent was. Um, yeah. so it, it's hard to say. I don't know what Cashman's move is going to be if he makes one. I can't read it. I can't get a good read on him. Here says undervalued. Start. Unless there is a bona fide number one that he knows that we have to get, like a CC Sabathia or Garrett Cole, he'll pay for that. But the, he will not. He will not. He doesn't really value starting pitching that high because he doesn't. He's not acquired as much over the years. He just doesn't. It's strange. It's really strange. He just likes to ride with it, see I mean, what happens. In perfect world, we can get Bauer or Carrasco or Castillo, but I think, in all honesty, it's going to end up with us getting LeMahieu back, and we'll probably get, like, a Taiwan Walker, which at this point is fine to me. Yeah, I like Taiwan Walker. Think, I think he's a good pitcher. I mean, I think it'd be better than going in there with Montgomery as your number two, because oh that's God. right now where we're, where we're heading. With Merrifield and Danny Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. The so Whit Merrifield. That's what's going to happen, that's, guys. That's his New Year wish. <laughs> Cashman, listen to Evan. That's so, his New so Year Cash, wish. Cashman, All right, I'll see you guys listen. later. Peace. Cashman, if you're listening, get Merrifield. <laughs> Evan will love you forever. <laughs> like, I'd probably be happy for like a year, guys. Could you imagine me being nice to everyone? That's, I don't that's know. That's scary. scary. <laughs> I, I, I didn't up some of my own money for that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be worth the investment. <laughs> I have to see that. We we'd be so good yeah. with Wit and DJ. You don't think so? That that would be an amazing, be amazing. combination. Yeah. Good question. I'm all in on the starting rotation, though. I like anything outside of Garrett Cole is a massive question mark. Don't understand. See, I think the Yankees can can. With with the players on the roster now, they could put together a solid, a, a not a solid but a consistent infield. But the pitching is really starting to worry me. We, we really apparently Herman is looking really good though. What about Herman? He's looking pretty good from what I've heard. And no, from what yeah, I've seen. yeah, they've been saying you know there's been a lot of good things about him. But with his off off field, you know, with uh, the off the field yeah. issues, I don't know where the you know the Yankees have been fairly quiet about what their intentions are. So I don't know if he's going to be even here long term. So uh, he'll be back. We're we're desperate. <laughs> he's pretty much locked in. Well, you know, 
Yeah, Cashman does it. He's got almost an infatuation with the with these younger players. He doesn't want to let anybody go. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta let. Yeah, them... but guys, if he let some of these guys go and they turned into fucking stars, you'd be losing your damn minds. None of them that he's traded over the years have turned into a goddamn anything. So calm down. Like all the players he traded for, Sonny Gray, not shit. The uh, Justice Sheffield has been okay for Seattle. N- n- name one superstar that he has traded. Oh wait, Ian Kennedy. <laughs> Ian Kennedy was not a superstar. <laughs> Evan is kind of scared to trade. Like Evan, he's scared yeah. to trade. gonna get a joke. Man, at some point, you have to Kennedy. give up some of these guys if you try. Yeah, to I know it. you can't. He's a little scared to trade to me. Like Andrew yeah. Hart doesn't have a position. Well, you more. know what? And and part of the blame I'm I'm gonna put on us. Because we get so attached to these players that as soon as they're mentioned in a trade, you know, we go, we lose our mind. You can't, oh, that's my guy. You can't trade my guy, you know. <laughs> that's and true. Yeah. Could you imagine in a blockbuster move, you were able to, you know, you know, Judge was in, you know, could you imagine what would happen if Judge was in a trade? I'd be fine with it. I well, you're fine with anything, as long as Whit Merrifield comes. Exactly. <laughs> Is he an but, option? But there are fans that would go berserk. Yeah, but it makes no it, it makes sense to trade him now when he has absolute value because he's going to be 31 years old when he's a free agent. You're not going to give a six-seven giant with injury history. A big deal. It just doesn't right, make I'll get, any I'll sense, get a especially guy. when you have other players to play. I'm right not speaking down on Judge. Right, let, 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 unbelievable let's, right fielder. And he's, let's raise the let's raise the stakes. All right, we'll leave Aaron Judge out of this. Say that they trade in the uh, they trade for Lindor and Carrasco. Okay, it costs yeah. us Dominguez, and it would not be that high, dude. Why would, Lindor, why Lindor is going to want a $300 million contract. We do not have that. He has a one-year deal left. He's not going to cost our number one prospect. Saying, but ignore the money for a minute. I'm just saying mark, a marquee name. It's, if it's a marquee name, it's going to be Gil and Medina. Gonna, That's number five and number seven. Lindor, but the Yankees had to give up Dominguez and Torres. It would not the be fans, that high. The fans would, would lose their mind. Going, you can't make that deal. Torres is our guy. Yeah. Dude. He's, you know right. Right. He's right. Oh, my if, God. If anything, you would call these guys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like our family. You know, and that's the way Cashman is thinking. That's the point of this. Cashman looks at these guys like his family. He wants to make sure he puts yes, the situation. Yeah, but those and, two and are our two best players. That's a big deal. Anyone beyond those could get us those guys. That's what I'm saying. We have a deep farm system, but he's unwilling to even go down to our fourth or fifth prospect. You need to look at Gill and Medina. Those are the types of guys that Cleveland wants. They don't fucking give a shit about Torres right now. They don't even have room for Torres. Bobby's got such a good point because when you hear Brian Cashman speak about trades that don't happen, he always goes, 
they keep asking for our firstborn or secondborn. He treats them like family. Yeah. So he's scared to get rid of them. No, because we've even thought, you know, we've been talking about Dominguez for a while now, and we've brought him up multiple times on this channel. So, yeah, because uh, he's, he's about to turn 18 years old. Why would you give him up in a trade right now? It makes no sense. You've talked to him about like he's going to be the next Mike Trout, and now all of a sudden we're going to we're going to give him up for a player that we can get for less. It makes no sense. Lindor's not going to cost our number one and Torres. That doesn't make any sense. Got a point. <laughs> I mean, it's not, guys. It's going to cost two top five prospects and a bunch of other fucking shit. It's not going to cost our all-star shortstop and our number one prospect. I absolutely agree. I know what Bobby's trying to say. I feel like in a different scenario, let's say if Lindor... Evan, Evan and I are both right with what we're saying. Right. Where my hypothetical isn't matching up to the re reality of how baseball goes. You know... Right. They'd have to give us Jose Ramirez for that deal too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah at that point, I might consider that one. <laughs> and they can throw in a model to give me a blowjob. Like, what do you want to say? Okay. It's like oh, – see, there you go. Right. My first prospect in Torres. This episode is almost – <laughs> I'm upset. You guys made my mind explode with that. <laughs> How did we get to blowjobs? Where did that come from? <laughs> the X rated uh, frustrated. Uh, frustrated. My bad. Yeah, yeah, I wish I had a button, like a one of those fire buttons. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> this is not my other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, Shelly. My bad. <laughs> might not send this one. This link to my mom. This one. I think I might give my mom a, a miss for this week. <laughs> I'm gonna get like a week suspension now. Shit. <laughs> get the New Year's Eve edition of Yankee Chronicles. <laughs> This is not kid friend. All right, so Evan, you're not you. You wouldn't make that trade. That's what you're saying. Not in a million years. I'm not 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 our first prospect. I will give up Garcia if I have to, but it is not my favorite thing to do. I think Gil Medina and Duhar and Floriel or one other low level mid level prospect would get the job done. See, I think here's what I would here's what I think what I would offer for. A package for Lindor and Carrasco, okay? And hear me out, Evan, because I can see your head's about to explode. Because I know <laughs> what you're about to do, and I don't like it. I would offer Florian. I would offer Gil, Loisiger, and Estrada. Four I for two. I think we get him for that. I just don't. That would be my offer. Well, why is it good? Doesn't really have much, what much offer. Uh, Estrada's a good pick, I guess, for them. But like I said, Gil and Medina yeah, are nasty. Infielder and a, and a versatile outfielder. Uh, I I am not high on Florial. Well, I, I do not you like him. We should have traded him strong. two years ago. What about the Vizcaino guy? He's pretty high on our list. He's too. nasty too. Yeah. I mean, but I, th I think we're going to see Gil this year. I think we're going to see him a couple times. Either that or, you know, 
we, we coddle our prospects and refuse to get rid of anybody and just go Here's my problem with that is that the Yankees draft terribly, but they're so good in the international market. So they yeah. can get rid of some of these guys that they had to, because I don't know, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but there's like a really young kid coming up in the next one of the future international signing markets. And the Yankees are like almost a lock to get him, just like they were with Dominguez. So oh yeah. Can, yeah. We I have a couple. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I think he's a pitcher, but shoot, who cares about the draft if that's what you're going to do? They have so much money in the international no, market. You trade some of these really guys. That's what you really focus yeah. on is the international talent because, like Rob said, they've, they've been very good with that. Yeah. You know, but how they, many they times – They dodged a bullet when they lost out on uh, Altani. Oh, my gosh. I'm really, glad you didn't sign him. I don't trust these kind of guys do both things. You're being master one. The guy I would have liked though was Moncada. If we could have got him, yeah, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Yeah, Moncada is pretty sweet. That would have been oh, a nice signing, at least to trade. He's sweet. Yeah. You know, there's there's always a there's always an option. You know, and that's another part of what drives me crazy with fans. Instead of embracing and trying to help build up our own talent, we're infatuated with what everybody else has. You know, and that was never the way that the Yankees were. You know, we, we admired our our farm and, and our roster. Now we can't wait to get you know, we, we can't wait to get the shiny you know the shiny object from the guy next door. You know, we we want what our neighbor has and. and it used to be they all wanted what we had. Yeah. You know? well, it's because a lot of other teams have more money than we do this year. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know what? I you put it you put a you you invest in a solid roster and those those gates open for for admission, you are making your money back in a week. Yeah, that's that's the thing that bothers me the most. But if we can go back to the prospect thing, I'm kind of a, I guess technically a prospect hugger because I follow, I I every time we sign a guy like when we got Sanchez years back, I was ecstatic because all the hype around him. Yeah, yeah, and me I too. Loved watching him go up each level of the minor leagues and becoming a major leaguer. So like for instance, when we traded Justice Sheffield, I was a little upset because I was excited for him, but. If we have to move some of these guys to get a star like Castillo, I think everybody but Dominguez, to me, would be on the table for a guy yeah, like. I agree. Uh, you- that's why I liked what the Padres did trading for Blake Snell because they had they go traded a couple of really top prospects that they liked. Yeah, but Warren. the Yankees would never. And the Yankees are afraid to give up that level. The Yankees are always afraid to do that. We still have a top twelve. Farm system, though. I know the Padres are probably top six, but like we have some options to get rid of maybe five or six guys in our farm system and get a player like Castillo. So if if they wanted Gil, Medina, Gomez, Estrada, I'd say fuck them. I do it for 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 Castillo in a heartbeat. Right. Oh yeah, I'm all in on Castillo. It's yeah. a great idea. The only one, like I said, I mean, he'd be the best number two for us. He's oh, the yeah. number one on almost every other team except for like us, the Mets, and a few others that I could go. But 
But he, yeah, and I don't even think he's entered his yeah, prime he's yet. He's an to be absolute honest. monster, and if we can get him, like I said, the only one I'm not giving up is Dominguez because there's so much potential there. And yeah, he might not work out. Sometimes they don't, but he's 18, like Evan said. You can't give up on him like that. No, it's not even knowing. You know what I'm saying? You guys like heard that we're interested in Castillo because I'm not if Dominguez, if Dominguez turns into uh, Hicks that stays healthy, would you accept that? Yes. I'd be yeah. ecstatic. You know, prospect that we, you know, not every prospect that we covet is because we we expect them to be Hall of Famers. You know, not every player in a position has to be an All Star. Be good, but what we what we hope for is that they're consistent and they're right. productive. That's it. Players are going to go through slumps. You're going to fail more than you succeed. You know, when it, especially when it comes to at bats. You know, you figure if they bat three hundred, that's thirty percent of the time they're on base. They're getting a hit, and we accept that. How sad is that? 30% we think is solid. When you yeah. think about it that way, you know, it's, it's you have to laugh a little bit. Well, what about LeMahieu? He's, 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 he's on 40%, and we're like, I'm right here. You know, he's running 400, and we're like, eh, I'm not, not going to give you the extra year. Yeah. Give me a break. Which makes Cashman even – no, and you know what the frustrating thing is, too? We've said this so many times. It's, it's also the reason why I love Whit Merrifield and I love DJ LeMahieu. They're both really good contact hitters. Contact hitters don't really deteriorate as fast as a power hitter. So you, exactly. you're talking about a 34-year-old and you're, or 32-year-old, and you're scared to give him a five-year deal. He's not an Aaron Judge, guys. He's not going to break down in the next two or three years. He probably has another six- or seven-year career left. I just I don't see how one year is the the factor right now. Like he's been our best player these last two years. Yeah, it makes no sense. This has to no, be cool nine years. Do you think Garrett Cole is going to be an ace in nine years' time? Not a chance. No. Give DJ Lemay no. five years. I see. If we get a solid five, if if we get an ace out of him for five five of the years. That's a successful contract to make. I think he's going to go out like CeCe did, though. I think he's going to be a hero for us. Yeah. That's fine. That's and fine. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, but why they won't give LeMahieu that, that one year, that, that fifth year, we've said it over and over again. I just can't wrap my head around it. So puzzling. You know, I I I'd love to be a you know get into Cashman's head for just a you know a split second to, just to find out what his mindset. What is the issue with this fifth year? Give him what the guy. Give him, he's not asking. He's not asking for a record-breaking contract. It's a very friendly. It's a very fair deal. Just give him the goddamn money. When you look at his production, he is worth every single penny of what he wants per year. Because like Evan said, you don't get players like him every day. The guy that can get on base, whether it's a hit or a walk, or he, he's yeah. shown he can hit for power in Yankee Stadium. He, excellent defender, no matter where you play him. He can, he's going to be at second base, but you can put him at first for a few games if you have to. You can play him at third. 
you know he's going to produce. He stays on the field, and he's gotten hurt a few times, but he's going to play. He's, they call him a machine for a reason. Like, come on. Yeah. This is a guy that you have to pay. And if you yeah. don't, you better have a really good plan B in place. You know what? They don't have a plan B. Well, plan B for, think, for DJ is probably DD. I do think DD's a plan B. I think that yeah. they're uh, but see, I, think Didi, Didi, I think a lot of this is The only time I've ever heard Didi's name mentioned is when we bring him up. Yeah, Don, no, yeah. I've heard him a couple times. Donald, question for you. If Didi Gregorius is the plan B for DJ, would he be a disappointment if they don't get at least one of those other two starters that I mentioned, whether it's Bauer, Castillo, Tanaka, or someone else? Well, no, because I don't believe the Yankees are all in on uh, Torres to be their shortstop. I think that they're, they're wanting him to go back to second base. And I think that's why they're haggling over the, the last year with DJ, um, because they don't want to be tied to, to him um, playing second base for the whole five years, because I think they want to move Torres back to second, and they want uh, an actual shortstop in there. So uh, what, with what you're saying there, Evan, yeah. I mean, hey, if you get DD and two phenomenal starters, you got yourself a hell of a team, but uh, I just I can't even imagine the world without DJ LeMahieu. So why can't DJ LeMahieu play shortstop? That's what I want to know from all of you. I think that's the one infield position he's never played. Yeah, and you know it takes a it, it's playing shortstop takes a lot of range. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, Jeter did it. I mean, I so why when you bring up that, you know, and he did it for twenty years. Beautiful, more range than Jeter. Beautiful, Jeter was a you know, beautiful. Why they put his feet to the fire and put him a shortstop? <laughs> the analytics people you know, tell you, you want to be a machine. Prove it. Let, let, let's let's go on that angle. You, you, you want you want the fifty in? You're playing shortstop. I would say I would say I'd move DJ to first base towards the end of his his contract anyway. Well, I that's what I was saying. If you're going to resign DJ for that fifth year, you move Void for one of these pitches. Well, I don't think they're giving Void a big deal anyway, so I think you need to move him this year anyway. Yeah, you got to you got to get rid of him now while his stock is high. Yeah, which they won't do. Not going to get any. If he can, not to say he can't, but if he can't repeat what he did last year and it was only a 60 game season then you, you're not going to get this value for him again you gotta, you gotta you gotta bite the bullet and move him i don't think they're trading void no they're not they love him which because, is cool but, which is the other but this goes back to the other problem you know we want to improve the team but we don't want to move anybody yeah we yeah. can't love everyone damn it <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, but here's the I'm thing. Okay. I've said it before. LeMayhew, right now, you know he's gold glove caliber every single day at second. Yeah. So to move to first right now doesn't make sense. If you want to do it by year three or four and you yeah. want to explore that, sure. But so, right now – You would bring them in at second base and yeah. during the year, by the trade deadline, try to make a move to realign the infield the right way. If you had to, but I honestly think that Torres can be a fine shortstop. I'm not gonna base his entire career at short off of a forty games or forty games he played. I'm not giving up on him. 
I no, hate that. I don't up on him at short either. You know, right. But a lot of people you know, want to. That's the problem. A lot of people. No, think but I mean, take it from the horse's mouth. Cashman himself said that Torres well, is a much better second baseman. Cashman went on and said that, oh, I feel like he can be a good shortstop, but then said, no, he's a better second baseman. So I don't want to listen to anything he has to say right now. He well, doesn't even know. can only go by the game, the game, the amount of games played. You know, he right. was as a shortstop. They put him at second base because they had Didi. When Didi left, they put him back in his position that he was drafted at, moved LeMahieu into his natural position at second. They had Urshela at third, so they didn't have to worry about bouncing LeMahieu all over the infield. You know. And Voight's not bad for his baseman. Yeah. You know, not great, but he's not bad. But nobody did anybody really expect Torres to go to shortstop after playing second for a couple of years? And I thought he'd be in a gold glove. The entire Yankee Twitter community did because that's why they all wanted Didi gone. That's my biggest issue. Everyone was like, "We can get rid of Didi. That's fine. We got DJ and Torres." And now, forty games later, we need Didi back. Or can, Torres cannot play shortstop. That's what I don't like about recency bias. Torres can be a fine shortstop. A lot of people did say that. Yeah. So how you have it. Voigt's a good first baseman. And since he became a starter in 2018, he's been one of the best in the league in terms of offensive production. Right now, I don't think you can trade that unless you're going to get a really good pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. But we do need a lot in there. I don't know how we're going to – a lefty bat. They seem to love Mike Ford, so they can go ahead and do that if they want to. <laughs> that was, oh my Why God, can't they just teach everyone to be a lefty, damn it? Yeah. <laughs> a whole lineup of lefties. Yeah, how, there, hard it, how hard can it be to hit from the left? <laughs> <laughs> just change the way you stand. If these players can change positions on the fly, they should be able to be a switch hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ford is actually a really good example of players getting too many chances. The guy hit like bare, he couldn't even hit his weight last year, and he was getting pinch hit uh, in the playoff. Mike Talkman was pretty bad. Yeah. Too. Oh my god. The decisions that were made last year, and I know like there are a lot of Boone defenders on the internet for some reason. So, here's going to be a, here's a question. Oh here's a fun question to to wrap this up. Now we have. With Yankee Twitter, we, we, we love our hashtags. So we had next man up, then we had savages in the box. What's the next? If you had to pick one hashtag for the upcoming season, what would you predict it to be? Boon out. Hashtag boon out. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that Savage in the Box crap. Oh, my God. I hate all that trendy shit. Like, when people change their pictures to black and white, and I got threatened to do it, too. It's like... Yeah, I thought the hoodie hoodie and... Yeah, the hoodie and... Part of it is fun and just, you know, having fun with the the, the online community. But some... You know, I have no wish. That, I I have to say, I don't have an issue with that. To me, it's just fun. It's community fun. It's not fun at all. Is the wave fun? I hate the wave. It ruins baseball. No, no, no. The wave sucks. If you are above five years old, you should not allow to be do. You would should not allow to be the wave. No. 
I'm, I got myself angry talking about Mike Ford. Now I can't think of a half. <laughs> He's terrible. I hate Mike Ford. He's a beer softball league. <laughs> My hashtag will be stay healthy. There we go. Hey, so, I like that one. There's a hashtag. Hashtags. I don't hashtag things. <laughs> the whole savages in the box, I knew it was going to come back to bite us. And it did. That was, it did. 2008, <laughs> was it 2019? Rob, I, ha- Rob, I have the yeah. shirt. Of course you do. <laughs> See, Bobby's trendy. <laughs> but he is but, trendy. But I didn't. It was my wife made it. So. Okay, well then, okay, you get a pass then. You didn't so buy it. Pay, you didn't go out of your way. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll, I might have to. Yankee scarf here. Get my New Year's Yankee scarf. There you go. I might there have to do that at one of my uh, Yankee fan Even lights up. There we go. <laughs> oh. Nice. Chris oh. All right. Listen, we're going to wrap this up. It's New Year's Eve. Donald's getting cold. He's got his scarf on. No, it, it's uh, Scotland. It's freezing here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some Mike Ford highlights. There you go. Oh, my uh, God. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> It'll be like two minutes long, I think. I remember when he he came up at bat. I screamed at the television. Like I almost. Oh, we could. Flopped. I couldn't make more sense of it. I, I had no <laughs> idea what they were thinking. Thought, like when they took not. Garcia out for Hap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, another game two reference, Bobby. <laughs> you did say, Bobby, we were going to make it a game two reference every episode. Right? Yep, there was. Sorry, my bad. Well, I brought it up with the first topic, actually. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's true. All right. Listen, guys, enjoy the rest of your New Year's Eve. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Stay blessed. Stay Yankee fans. From everybody at YankeeChronicles.com, I want to wish everybody a happy New Year's as well. And hopefully the new year brings us number 28. For everybody happy here, hope you all have a good night. Stay safe and don't drink and drive. Take care, guys. Year.